Welcome back to the Delia Dad Podcast here on episode number 85 here on a beautiful, it's a Tuesday night actually, but it's a beautiful night nonetheless because we got a special guest in the house and I am so pumped because um, this is the first time you get to, we're going to discuss that in a bit, but before I do that, Dad, welcome to the podcast, Thank Dad. You. Before I before I try to like introduce our guest, it's, I feel like you, you ought to introduce our super awesome, special, special amazing guest. No, but you're gonna you're gonna follow up on what you were saying. But yes, welcome everybody. Uh, thank you for continuing with us. Uh, welcome to this wonderful podcast because it's gonna be very uh, much. Um, how can I say, an, an inspiring moment because it's a follow up of what we were talking about uh, not too long ago in one of our episodes. We promise you to bring her in person, and of course, she's here in person for the podcast. And of course, we're, I'm going to toss it back to you so you can do the formal introduction. Oh my gosh. And I don't know why. Maybe I'm so nervous because... No, she... it, it's it's for the podcast of Monday, July the 18th yes. of 2022. Lunes Yapa. Lunes Yapa. And we're picking back off of episode number 76, which was also a Lunes Yapa, in which we talked about this particular person, whom I call a sibling and a sister. And so we will get to welcome Raquel... I forget you're married. Raquel G. Ramirez Torres. G? G. Sorry, Raquel Ramirez Torres. Do you see what I mean? I'm so nervous. I don't know why. I, I, I just noticed that too. Like when he's out of it. I'm like, man. Is, Power this of the is older not... sister. Raquel Ramirez Torres. There we go. Oh, thanks. Yeah, see, I, mom's like, Puerto <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know why I'm nervous. But yeah, just. It's so good to have. Because you've never been. I know. I'm like flashbacks. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a good nervous. It's a good nervous because um, I guess because we never had you just by yourself in the podcast. No, I've been with the girls and the family, um, but not by myself. Yeah. So this is a, a first. Um, it won't be a last for sure. And so I'm gonna toss it back to you because I don't want to mess up anymore. Um, but while we're picking back off of that episode, and in case. In case you guys who are listening and you want to stop and click pause and go back to episode number 76 to kind of recap, just so you can have a better idea as to what we're going to talk about in this episode, um, it'd be better for you to to kind of like listen to what happened on that episode so that whatever that is discussed here, you have a better context. So if you're going to press pause, press pause now. Okay, so um, with that being said, <laughs> sorry, Dad, go ahead. I like that. Yeah, it's a good process to be able to do. Uh, at least it will be more fulfilling to understand this particular podcast with, I call her Raquelita, like I mentioned before. And of course, um, uh, one of the things that we started off in explaining to uh, our listeners on, on that other podcast, uh, number 76, was that... Uh, we talked about you, Raquelita, in a sense that uh, I started with the beginning of that you are um, pretty much our second girl, but you are our first girl to be born. And we emphasize on um, how we uh, hurt on the losing of Raquel and how you became your mom's healing when you were born because you as a mother understand well the, the worries about making sure that the child is born and is born healthy and, 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 and your mom after having the experience of losing Raquel the, the, you know, throughout the pregnancy there was that concern, there was that fear with you what, it's gonna, what if it happens again and, and it was something that we even talked about when we actually were in the hospital with Raquel that we had just lost her and in, in the commitment of trying to continue with life again um, in, in, in the pregnancy of yours that was a big worry and there was a uh, your mom did extra care to make making sure that um, you were born and I think that love and dedication for your mom really um, even to the point of birth uh, she wanted for everything to go properly and um that was her concern and of course when you were born you know you can imagine her status as, as you being a mom how happy she was that nació she's alive mm -hmm. 
And I think that um, that was huge for her and that was part of her healing on Raquel. And, and, and it so happens that um, they didn't do anything to her after you know Raquel passed away. So there was a little bit of her <laughs> that you kind of picked up. And we that's something that, time, yeah, and that's something that's always very precious to us. We thank the Lord for it. So um, basically, we, we shared the um, the dreams and, and the realities that you have in your person and, and the gifts that you have, the determinations that you have in your person. And we talked about, you know, your, your career as far as a teacher and then as a coach. And, and then, you know, after the experience of your mom, the big decision of now becoming a um, a full-blown nurse you know uh, of actually going through these studies and uh, we talked about the pinning and we talked about the graduation you know and, and one of the things that we also uh, very much talked about was that I had put together with uh, Laredo ISD and, and, and the parent and family engagement department a course known as the Curitas de Amor where we were honoring the school nurses and their roles in the life of the kids here at school for the parents to understand that the school nurses were the first responders for their loved ones, for their kids. And to them, yeah, that was a big thing. And we shared all of those things in the other podcast. But we wanted to bring you in because we wanted for you to tell your story as to basically why did you change careers? Why did you actually, after being a teacher and a coach that was part of your passion, and we all saw that and saw this and we knew it, uh, we sensed it. Now, after your mom, uh, and, and you know, what was it that motivated you to now be who you are in, 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 the, in the world of the education world, you know, end up being our Corita de Amor? <laughs> so it, it kind of goes back when I would be taking care of putting three kids to sleep because mom was cleaning the kitchen. Um, for as long as I can remember, I wanted to be the nurse. But life had different plans. And God said, you know what? You know, you get this. This is what I'm going to throw at you. And so growing up, I've always seen like when dad would teach CCD mom and dad would do pre-k net so we would always tag along and I I knew I had it in me um to teach if you told me you could be a teacher I would be like yeah I know I, I, I know I can do it the sports that was my fun like that wasn't even a work like I would not work with that because as soon as I would clock out as a teacher I went and I had fun coaching athletes and making them see their greatest potential and my heart was there and um it was the journey to get to it and I knew I could do it that teaching was not something that scared me right coaching was definitely not something that scared me I just really enjoyed it my my heart was in the sports and in you know building up the athletes and just having them learn from it um but i still i always told oscar uh my husband <laughs> um i would always tell him i was like i wanted to, i want to go back for nursing and it was just you know conversations here and there um but of course financially we weren't able to do that so we would it was always just an idea it was always just an idea and every year that idea would spark up And we would have nights that we would talk about it. You know, next thing we know, it's one o'clock in the morning, and we've been talking about me going into nursing and the great the the great things that I would be learning, or we would be watching those uh, medical shows, and we're like, oh, you know, I can do that. Um, what is it? The the ER shows those. Yeah, I, I also would, would see them. But then again, I have to um, kind of mention that you know, Oscar was also in this realm. Of Field, right? Yeah, it's so connected he, to the medical field. Yeah, so he's in uh, he's a, he's an EMT, but he works out at the Victoria Fire Department, um, which is just something that I wanted him to make sure that he's doing something that he enjoyed, and he does because we have those endless conversations of 
you know what happened and he's able to talk to me about it and just you know if he has a particular feel of how a day went was it a good shift was it a bad shift you know was it tough we're able to um talk about it and understand and things that we can elaborate on or learn from it and we just kind of dive into it um but like I said we were having those endless conversations you know once a year until 2018 and I remember it was in the fall that I told Oscar I said hey I think I want to go into nursing and the response that I got from him was different he was like just do it go for it try it go see um we had even gone to go get advised uh two years before why we just wanted to see what what would it be like what do i I, i'm a i'm a planner guys i need to know plan a plan b plan c um and if not i'm freaking out and dad knows this very well (laughs) and i get it i sometimes get it from him but he doesn't (laughs) want to admit it (laughs) um we had gone i want to say it was like 2016 no 2017 we had gone to to speak to an advisor because i want really i wanted him to see what else he needed for school um so that we could just kind of get those degrees and you know what do we need to do and you know what what was the possibility of me you know if i left teaching and i applied into the program what does it look like could i get in what do i need to do um and initially then at that point they needed they had this rule where you had to be a CNA to apply for the program. So I was like, okay, I, I understand that part. And I was like, well, when, when am I going to do that? I coach pretty much all year and I teach and that, that'd be a, a big sacrifice. So we just kind of put it in the back burner. but I had an idea. I had plan. I had a plan there. I knew how it would, how it would, it was going to look and how I'd navigate through it. Um, but 2018, I remember, I, I want to say it was like around Thanksgiving time um I ended up I went home to visit and I was talking to mom and uh this was after I had gotten the okay the you can quit you can leave your job so you can go into school um and we'll figure it out um and I remember talking to mom about it I talked to her the night of you know you know how we go dad we get into your old room and we lay in bed everybody's laying down in the bed and we're just having a conversation (laughs) (laughs) and uh we had just gotten um to Laredo and I remember telling mom, hey mom, I'm gonna, I wanna go into nursing. And her res- her response was always like, uh, when I spoke about jobs, it was like teachers, it was like, no, go go teach the higher levels, go teach the higher, I was like, mom, I don't wanna teach the higher levels. I'm okay with my first graders, my second graders. And then I got up to sixth grade and she was content with it. Um, but after I got up to sixth grade, teaching and I was coaching high school it was kind of like she was okay that I where I was at she was content she wasn't upset about it no more or not upset but bothered um, but when I told her about nursing her response was Rosalie you can do it and I'm, I'm not gonna cry guys <laughs> um I don't we went we were out as a family the next day I don't remember what we were doing, but somebody somewhere, guys, they always know mom and dad. So we go, here we go. How long do you think this one's going to take? <laughs> um, but mom was like, yeah, my Mika, she's here from Corpus. She's visiting. She's going to be a nurse. <laughs> I was like, mom, I just told you yesterday. I haven't done anything. Um, so and and it stayed like that um we talked about it and you know i still had another year going so i was i mean i was like barely fall so for us it was just like okay boom um come spring march that's when things changed and that's when mom ended up getting sick and you know it was just one thing after another and you know we ended up losing her I remember, I mean, that was, we were, Dad, we were just talking about that. The the memories of how we dealt with things and what we went through, um, those iconic moments during that, that whole phase. Um, 
I remember coming home and I looked at Oscar and I said, I, I gotta do it. And he was like, what? And I was like, I gotta, I gotta try applying for nursing school. And he was like, go for it, you know? Uh, so I did whatever I needed to do and I mean, I don't like to say it, but I had to put my heart into it because mom said, mom said I can do it. Mom said I was a nurse, I was gonna be a nurse. So I have to do it. Like, I, I know I can do it. If she could do it and if y'all don't know her story, I mean, really, of how she got her degree and everything, that to me was like amazing. In I don't know. It's her determination to never give up, no matter what, because she had dad's support, she had our support. I mean, our those endless nights that we would wait outside the college because she was getting out of class at 9:30, <laughs> and watching her fulfill that. I mean, that was for us was for me especially was just mesmerizing because mom did it and she had all of us and she had a she had to still come home be wife be you know singing i mean everywhere so she did it and and i knew i can do it well when whatever funds we had gotten that mom had surprisingly you know navigated and left us it wasn't that much but for me it was just enough that i said you know what there's a cna program in the summer and it's a crash course, and you can get your CNA within five weeks. Um, for me, it was like, okay, mom, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And I remember I told dad, and dad's like, okay, we'll pay it. And I mean, that's where my money went. And come the second day, they go, oh, they just changed the rules. You don't need your CNA to apply for nursing school. And I said, well, I'm already here, I'm not getting out and I'm going to do this for mom. Well, somewhere through there, I found out I was pregnant. So I had Rocio. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't stop there. I had to keep going. So I did my CNA. I got CNA certified. I had to take several tests um, where you apply for the program, like the TEAS test and all that. Uh, I did that, and I submitted my application. And come, Rocio was... Two, three months and I remember breastfeeding and I got the letter and when I got the letter I just cried I just cried because really it was kind of scary because this is going to be a big change I mean a family of seven <laughs> and having to you know I was finally helping out with the fun like uh, financially and alleviating a lot of the stress for Oscar um to care and you know be able to hold us up high um we had to make that decision and i looked i remember him laying down and it was just kind of like surreal that we got the letter that i had accepted because i had already gotten denied once because i had tried which i didn't mention but yeah this was early on like with sophia um and so when i i was just crying and he's looking at me you know i mean my emotions are crazy because i just had a kid um, and I looked at him and I said, I can't, I can't not, not try. I have to. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of no's there, sorry. But, <laughs> don't come at me. <laughs> but, I had to try it. And I, and I said, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's okay. But as long as I tried it, and I put my heart into it, give it what I can, make it work well I'll be okay and, and that was every day I was like if you don't pass it's okay girl <laughs> it's okay but to be honest like mom's mom's drive the remind the constant remind my my why was there um so I kind of skipped a whole section but that was like how I got into the nursing school but it was the events of being at the hospital um, and seeing that nurse, special nurse Vanessa, yeah. I, I remember that name and I remember how sweet she was and I remember um, how she cared um, and I that's 
that's the part that was like, I want that. I want to do that for families. I mean, I want. I mean, I I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so <laughs> I get really emotional um, because I can relate to a lot of the stuff that people go through when they're feeling it. I feel what they feel, and I understand it. Um, it was her journey that I was like, I need to do this because life's short. Life is short, and mom and dad taught me, especially those last few, that last those last three months with her. That was live in the moment. Come on, you said dad, live the now. Live your moment here. And so for me was, you know, I can wait till the kids graduate. I can wait till they're all gone, and then try to do me. But I wanted to better everything and show them the side of that care, that compassion. Um, and then even at that, still use it to where I'm, I'm show, I showed like my kids, I am not just showing them who I am, but I'm showing them who their mane was, um, by not giving up, you know, they would see me stress. They would see me cry. Nursing school was hard. It was the hardest thing I've done. <laughs> Teaching school is nothing like the nursing school. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to bash them or compare them both because there's two different separate um, fields. But, and I, and respectfully, like each one has, they deal with their own battles. But nursing school, I mean, the constant stress. Y'all, I can't, um, there's, I can probably feel a pull with the tears that I've cried in nursing school. And that's in the last only four semesters. But they understood. They understood why I was doing it. And <laughs> Lena, the oldest one, she would be like, but why, Mom? And I'm like, because I want to I wanna make people feel better. I want them to not feel like they didn't matter and that their their pain is like worthless it's not it's not worthless like it, you're coming in for a reason and I'm gonna try to make it better and I've seen it and I'm really bad with names it's so not I get it from my mom it's so see I get it from her because we can I remember her talking to people and she'd be talking 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 e mom says that pues no sé I know them from somewhere but no sé quién era digo ma you talk to them like you just saw them yesterday, you know, but she, she had that in her for a whole hour. Yes. <laughs> and we're like in the back waving, doing the emergency SOS. Come on, mom. Yeah. <laughs> but she had that. And I had a patient. Well, I work as a tech or I worked as a tech during nursing school. And that was very bold of me. So aside from nursing school, mom, wife and everything above, I was working um, PRN as a tech uh, and I got the chance to, I mean, I learned a lot and it kind of just enhanced uh, and made all those connections for nursing school um, click. But as a tech, I always I always say, you know, hi, my name is Raquel. Uh, I'm one of the techs here and I'm gonna help you and they just kind of break in and I had that smooth talk. I, that I got from dad <laughs> and just to kind of break the ice and they would be like oh so you're not my nurse and I'm like no I'm just a tech and I remember one of the one of the doctors came up and he's like you're not just a tech you're much more than that he says keep that light and don't ever let it burn out and to me it's just kind of like was oh, you weren't even in there you he's like don't lose that light because that's going to be what's going to make these patients um, help them feel better or at least just have them be able to cope with the situation rather than dread it completely. And I had a patient come in once and I said, hi, my name is Raquel, like everybody. And some of them, you know, they'll they'll look familiar. You're going to, you'll get your, your runners is what we call them. Um, But she came in, she's like, Raquel, I was telling my husband about last time that you took care of me. I'm so glad that you're here. And I was just like, what's your name? Let me look at your record. I'm so sorry. But she started talking. She's like, and your kids? I, I guess I talked about my kids then too. And she's like, yeah, how's the old? Did you have a picture? Let me see them. Because last time I was like, oh, I mean, 
it was within the year, but I had just mentioned them. But she's like, my husband's here. Look, she's the one that took care of me last time. Like, I'm so glad that you're here. And I was just, to me, like, I did something right. Because she had to come back. It had been a couple months. And she recognized me. I'm just a tech right now. I wasn't. I was more because I was part of that care that good care plan or care that was provided for her um and it's those moments that uh and i would go home and i'd tell oscar hey wake up i gotta tell you something and <laughs> four in the morning wake up so you can listen to my song i just finished it okay <laughs> and it i mean it's just like those stories and i mean when i have them like i i want to share them And it just makes me feel good because I'm doing what I wanted to do. That's that's the reward in it. Yes. It's not like I'm not going in it for the money. I'm not going in it for anything else. I'm going in it because of the reward, the reward that I get when I am able to provide that care to others and make them feel better, even as just a tech. And now I'm going to be transitioning in this to into the RN role and it's it's a different uh, approach but it's not a different approach at the same time because it's just going to be smooth to it and I just have to be who I am and being able to do that and still assist them it's it's just it it fulfills like my heart because that's exactly what I wanted to do and I always look forward to going to work I don't think I've ever had one day where I'm like here I go in 12 hours I may be tired I mean I maybe I might have been tired a couple times because the juggle but I don't think I was like ever patience again you know and I don't want to ever get to that point and I think it when nurses get to that point it's just like okay take a step back take some time for yourself and remember your why remember why you're doing this um and find that spark that that got you into this field but i mean you see from the happiest bubbliest person in nurse in nursing to the (laughs) the grouchies and it's just all across and um it, right now it's just a hard time for to be a nurse and we get told that every day that we go and they're trying to prep us and let us know but they're like it's it's not easy to be a nurse right now because it they're they're struggling they really are struggling and the demand and they're like we want you to do this we want you to make sure you're happy we want to make sure that you're content and we're fulfilling your you know whatever to make it easy so that you learn and be a successful nurse but you know inevitably it, it, it is just a struggle and I like I always like to see um, like in teaching I would like to see the go in and see the, the other teachers how they taught their class what they did the little knickknacks all these little crafts I loved it but I never finished one Igor's well mom but um, in nursing it's the same thing while I was in clinicals, I would see, I would spot a nurse, and I said, okay, I'm going to find me a good one that's going to teach me, and nine out of ten times every semester, I found me, I always got one, and I was like telling my teacher, I need a new nurse, because the one I have is not having a good day, or she's just worn out, things like that, but whatever the reason was, I always wanted to make sure that I learned something from each nurse, whether it be their time management, their approach, or, you know, just the little things. Oh, you brought me a glass of water, the ice water that you asked, uh, that I asked for uh, 10 minutes ago, you brought it within a time. I mean, sometimes those things, those little things mean a lot to the patient. Correct. Because, oh, they said they were going to bring me a cup of ice but they haven't brought it they they said that this morning and I already had lunch you know I as a student I would walk into that and even we get the the, the patients and they're all mad because they didn't get that oh okay let, let me go get it for you As a matter of fact let me go bring you a picture too and so those little things are what matter to them right and even for me 
as as I was just the tech then. <laughs> I don't want to say that anymore. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> but I mean, like, do you need a blanket? Is there something I can get you? Can I have something to eat? Okay, well, we're gonna wait because you're here because you have this issue, and so we want to make sure that you're not eating anything if you have medications that are needed or things like that. But I can get you a blanket. I can see when it's gonna be done. Um, give them a time frame, and then I'll come in and check on you in a little bit. Let me go check on the other patients. And then I come back in. Are you doing okay? They're like, oh, no. But, you know, sometimes they just want to talk. And you need to give them that. Yes. I think that's the, the important part. Because, I mean, I work as a tech, like I said. But I work in the ER. And those are the, the people that are just, you know, there's a constant wave of people coming through. There's always a theme at night. But there's a wave of different people coming through. And it depends like how you approach them and how you care for them and the fact that you see them more than the doc- the doctor or you see them more than the nurse but at least they're seeing somebody and they're seeing somebody that cares and that's the biggest part in nursing that you know a lot of patients come in because they're they're trying to search for help um to alleviate any pain or to just to figure out what it is that they're going what's going wrong and when nobody comes to see them in six hours and they just bypass then it becomes a problem then now you have a patient that's not happy and they're restless or they want to leave or they're throwing a fit and it's not that it's like acknowledge them they're not flies on the wall and I think that's what I do and you know sometimes they make it seem like don't make eye contact no make eye contact you know you know respecting you know, if they have certain culture um, rules, Correct. you don't want to break those. But if they're there and they look at you and they smile or they, you know, you can see that they smile through a mask. Um, I think that's like the biggest thing I hate because I smi- I'm a smiler. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm, I, I'm, I prefer to smile. The day I'm not smiling, people are like, what's wrong? What happened? Are you okay? And sometimes it's a good thing because they can't tell that something's wrong but a lot of the time you can't I don't like it because you can't see my smile it's contagious and I'm not just saying my smile but smiling is contagious it is it is you know the song you know smile yeah you know send it back and so you make them it it just somebody's smiling somebody's paying attention to them and that's the, the biggest thing and it it improves just the care that is provided because they are acknowledged they're somebody um and that's something in nursing school that i just i I learned and for me it was just kind of like i can be me i mean i could be me as a teacher i could be me as a coach but in this field it's like i can be me and i can do more for you correct and that's that's what i like and one of the things that as you were speaking about that and, and and the uh the time and care for the patients uh outside the realm of the medical uh, duties or whatever you want to call them that person connection and I remember I mean you open up the flood of experiences that I was there for your mom at all levels and we, we saw those nurses that you just mentioned from one point to the other but one of the things that we started to do ever since um, the birth of uh, junior um ever ever since you know that first uh, pregnancy and in going into that delivery and 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 labor um we would at least i started to write down you know what time they came in and they took the temperature what was the temperature and, and little things like that i was keeping notes on it and of course what happened was that in in, in doing that I, I actually started to create a log of what was going on and at, at the beginning or in some in circum depending on which hospital because you know like it went through so many things um some of them became kind of offensive like you know uh what are you doing are you checking on us or something do you know I'm keeping record as to just so I can follow up because when the doctor will say, I quieres paso esto, or, you know, when did you start this? It's, yeah, here it is. It's in writing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we started to create a log. So uh, we created a medical binder for your mom. And it's full of records, full of everything of the experiences that we went through. And many times there were some nurses that will pick up on that and say, this is so wonderful. 
because let me check. Yeah, they put this on during this time. They, well, it actually, there was a reading that I saw. Um, but, you know, you, you have that reading there, but I have this one here. And sometimes we, we would see, like, you know, it, does, it doesn't match, yeah. you know. But we were always there, and it was always for a, um, a positive promotion to it. Uh, a, a record that we wanted not to check or compare. No, 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 but just simply for us to know to be able to answer the questions that are being asked by the you know medical professional and really that's you probably made their jobs easier because we that, that's do, what they would say yes we we do i have seen where patients are like oh i i, I take some medicine for this or i take this or this happened then and i think i felt like this and they're not able to give us a good description right. but then you get you know the ones that are um well, I, the older ones uh, are the ones that come in and they're like, here's my list, here's what I take, this is what I was feeling, and they, they have the same log. And that helps out because in certain situations, it, like if they came up with symptoms like stroke type, you know, it, it's very critical to, you know, you have a window, you have to work with that window, and if it's past that window, the treatment is completely different. So that's the good thing. I mean, a lot, a lot of the time you'd see them that it's kind of like, you know, they get, they do get defensive. Like, what are you writing? Are you going to report me or, you know, what? Yes, yes, not, sometimes not, you know, not at all, not at all. This is what we're doing. And I remember um, when in, in, in transition with your mom with, uh, especially um, on those hard days uh, towards the end um, on, on her, um, the way the cancer had come back. Um I remember that we were at this one doctor out of town, and he says, um, we're, we're going to have to do this uh, MRI, and, and she says, well, we, we already did. Um, let me see if we have records of it. We don't have any records. I got the binder out, and says, here it is, and I gave him the CD or DVD, you know, and, and he says, you got it? Yeah, I have it here, and these are the pictures of what they happened. Immediately, he uploaded them, made a copy, gave it back to me, he says, you don't know how much time you saved because right now time is sensitive. Yeah. But most importantly, how accessible this is, I, I admire. You know, it was something that we always have been doing. But here we have a doctor acknowledging something that was helpful at the moment. But indeed, um, you just opened up a, a whole bunch of scenarios. I had a whole bunch of flashbacks of what we were going through. And, and yes, indeed, it was important to have that type of smile. It is important to have that type of uh, willingness to be there with the patient because the patient many times has a whole bunch of different fears. Yeah. And not knowing. And I don't know who you are. You know, coming in and uh, are you the nurse? Are you the doctor? Are you the housekeeper? You know, who are you? So I'm hoping that um, this, this, um, um, experience that we're sharing right now it's helpful so um, in, in coming to to um, bring the, the the podcast to a close um, what are some other rewards uh, that you have seen in your journey in preparation for becoming a nurse and what is the difference now that uh, you, you know uh, where you find yourself right now what has been your, that, that experience? What is that reality for you now? Well, the reward is, like I said, it, it just fills my heart knowing that I'm making that difference. Um, and not only patients, like I've patients. When I worked on the floor uh, at one of the hospitals, they're like, don't go in that room. It's, you know, he's just very difficult. And pues me entra la de mom. <laughs> <laughs> and me los gano. And I would go in and I'm like, I'm back tomorrow. I'll come back and check on you, but don't give the day shift a hard time, please. And they're like, okay. So then I come in and I would win them over. And I, that I like because I was helping make them better. And indeed, a couple days later, within those two days that I had them, they changed. And I was able to be a part of that change. And that to me is rewarding in itself because you know what I was like I'm coming into my ship I can't wait to go see him um and then I find out oh he was discharged home well I was sad that I missed him but I was so glad that he was able to be discharged because he had already been there for a long time and there was not really progress to all of a sudden have some progress and do that 
So that to me is part of the reward. Um, I mean, the now is like, I, I'm in this program now for the RM program. Um, let me rephrase that. I'm in a RN residency program and it's very different. Um, it kind of feels like we're still in school, but they're just prepping us to give us a better knowledge of what we're going to be seeing, how to navigate, who to call, what to do, you know, um, to be successful. And that's the part that I like because now I'm getting ready to transition and be on the floor and be the one of the main point of cares uh, and assisting the doctor to, you know, treat patients. Um, and that is going to be completely different from me just saying, hey, do you need anything? No? Okay. You know, because I was limited to what I could do as a tech. Um, I did have a little more leeway because I was in nursing school and I had some of that experience already, the, those skills. Uh, but it just kind of comes natural um, in the sense that I'm able to do it. I don't have to think about, like, I'm not outside. Okay, I'm going to say this and this. No, like, I go in and just kind of roll with it. Um, those are little rewards that I see, but it's a big adjustment and a change. I mean, now it's like I'm going to be the one working. I'm going to be the one providing that care. Um, and it's it's not going to be the same as it was. It's, I'm not just a student. I'm not just a tech. I'm going to be that one. Right. And it, it's, it's very surreal. Um, but that that hard work that I put into it, those sacrifices. I mean, it's been two years and it's not just my sacrifice. I mean, it's my husband's sacrifice. It's the kid's sacrifice. And I'm not going to lie. They're getting a little restless, but I said, just bear with me. Yeah, we heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. But I said, bear with me. I said, I'm doing this because I want, I want a better for us. Right. And the older ones are having an understanding. And I just like that my actions are doing more to where they're thinking what am I going to do what am I going to be do I want to be a coach do I want to be a nurse I said you can be whatever you want to be you can be a coach you can go be a nurse you can be a doctor you can be a firefighter you can do whatever it is that you want but don't give up on it it's not easy no it's not look at me how many times have I cried you know sometimes you don't see me crying but I'm crying while y'all are asleep I'm staying up till four o'clock in the morning because I need to study. I'm staying up because I need to do this. And then somebody's sick and I got to take care of that. And I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with it. There are some rest endless, you know, restless nights, but nevertheless, I made it. Right. I've, I've come this far and I always have these conversations with mom. I'm like, mom, what I would give to just hear you. Animo, dale, tu puedes. And I'm always like, did anybody record anything like that with mom? <laughs> because Probably. I could see. Gotta ask Rita. I mean, we just need to look at the videos, but those are a lot of videos. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Many years. Um, but mom, like, I always found myself writing little notes to myself. In, and if I read it, I don't read it in my voice. I read it in mom's voice. Animo. Tu puedes. Dale. That conviction, that mm -hmm. you know, firmness, you know, and Beto, um, telling her story reminds me of the, like the nurse and in her role, the Good Samaritan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that I I hang on to the most, very dear inside my heart. That yeah, I gotta dig in there to to really get it, and it's not often I get it out. But when you're here and when I get to hang out with you or just even see you, I, I get to tap into that. Uh, I'd always joke around sometimes like it was like, a, ah, okay, again, you know, because I was like messing up or whatever. But she was always, I would like low-key tease her like, that went that went you know? And I was always okay with that tease though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is, it irritated me more because you weren't phased. I was like, okay. Um, Not at all. But it's one of those things where I like, I just, it's, it's cool to be able to see mom in, in, in you. That for me, it's like, that's, that's a gift. And you even have her name. So it's like, con más ganas. And so, 
in your actions and your willingness your uh, your uh, willingness to simply not give up that's I'm gonna be a nurse guys no I'm saying, you know <laughs> but it, 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 it's, it's it gets you going like it, it, it motivates you and, and like I'm hearing you talk and I'm hearing you go through like all these things I actually haven't heard your story until like now and even then partially um, I'm just like like in my mind I'm like dude you have no excuse like whatever you want to do you have no excuse like look at her you know yeah. and it's like she got it from mom y'all don't know the battles I have no I, it, and, that's, and that's the thing that's the, that's. I mean it's it's great to hear um, where oh you're like mom you get it and this and that and I'm just like yeah yeah I love it but it's it's just so hard because mom was the one that was like if mom said it I can do it and I just want to hear her tell me you got this you can do it and I think that was just always it the the endless love and support that she would give um when it was just an idea to now it's like okay mom this one's for you yeah and your mom had the gift of persuasion she would convince people (laughs) she wouldn't you know even if they didn't want to they would end up actually doing that uh, she had that gift, and, and I know that uh, we, we there's a lot of people that actually uh, tell the story that not only did she make us sing, but she made us sing with a smile the way she was doing it. Mm-hmm. We enjoy what we were doing, and yo no quería cantar, ya está cantando. And and again, to us in in, in the family, uh, she she enforced <laughs> that gift, and, and uh, yeah that's the blessing that we have and again all of you have a little bit of her or a lot of her in, in different you know areas of who you know she is so yeah it, it's it, it's fun to be able to hear these things because i know um we we're gonna have a chance to kind of re-listen to these stories and 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 this no doubt episode will be a an enforcer to your kids when we come back and like okay, listen to the episode listen to your pun and listen to your mom you know and, and that's going to be something that they get to kind of like treasure and, and move forward and um and that that's just one of the gifts that i know i'm always grateful for just because um these are timeless like these things are timeless although we're not time constraint because of the kids these things are timeless you know and it's it just yeah just to know everything that you've gone through and to still be willing to go through it with so much like love adversity in the midst of all those things like you still I'm not gonna be faced like I'm gonna do this because I'm I'm moms <laughs> it's like yeah yo por eso les digo a ellas y a ustedes también como te digo hija de tu madre hijo de tu padre I don't think I've ever liked it but I, it, it's, it's offensive now. but that's what it is that's what I meant yeah but know? I mean back then it was just kind of like mm, dad stop but yeah. now it's just like tell me again please <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what i meant that because you're very and much it, it, it turns into like you're right thank you i needed that reminder mm-hmm. because you know daddy said hija de tu madre and i'm just like yeah mom we're doing the same thing too and it just it reminds me of of who i am yeah it takes me back to that that uh scene in the lion king remember you know <laughs> you gotta remember yeah, and, and and again, you got the power, you got the love. Yeah. That's what it is. And I praise God for that and the opportunities that we are witnessing. And I'm very proud. I'm very proud of you. And like, you know, this reality of, of the podcast, it took two years. And I have to always share the story about your mom. Since you're going to do a podcast. Sí, me vas a dejar hablar. Le dije, no es que dejarte hablar, es como te voy a callar. Because you would go on, you know. Yeah. But um, it, it, it seems that in every single episode, the, the, the oh, dad, she always comes out. Always, always, she always, always comes out. You know. Did I talk too much too? <laughs> no, that's great. No, no, no. She, she, you know, she dominates in the sense that there was a, a strong uh, presence of her yeah. in every in every episode. But again, that's that's the love. I know, I know. We we're, we're coming to the end here, but I want to throw your curveball. That's okay. Um, just because you mentioned it, and I think it's worth doing for your sake and the sake of your kids um 
I want you to. And I'll leave this how you're gonna do it. You said you wanted to look for a video or an audio of that animal that you want mom to give you. I, I want you, if it's okay, to share a message to your kids that they'll have a chance to listen to this later on. Um, what would you tell them? You, now that you know where they're at right now in this day, in this moment, but at one point you can recognize that years down the road they're gonna get to listen to this. What do you want to tell them? To my kids. Se vale. <laughs> Se vale. your heart in it I know how great you're gonna be in whatever you choose to do and I'm very proud I'm very proud of what you're doing and how you're approaching it don't ever give up. I love you. There you go. And Dad, I'll let you close off tonight, this episode, well, with your words. I did promise you that uh, this particular episode on, I believe, 76, I mentioned that you were going to hear the rest of the story. This is the rest of the story. And the story continues to be that same love that we have, love that we discovered, love that we grow on. Because actually, in reality, um, the source of love is God. And love never ends because love never dies.